Um, welcome to the listeners <laughs> the NCR podcast. Craig, yeah. welcome to the NCR podcast. Hey, thank you very much, Pete, for having me. Appreciate it. No problem. No problem. This is exciting stuff. You've come to a few. Uh, we're at the DDC, the Derelict Doctors Club, at the MDL one. You might need to shuffle this way a little bit, Jen, to get into the the picture there. Um, and uh, this is my first one ever, but you've been to a few of them. Yeah, I have. Uh, this yeah. is my third or fourth one. This year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Third or fourth. Hold yeah. the mic just a little closer. There. Yep. Test. Yep. There we go. How's yeah. that? That's good. That's good. Um, man, how do you, you, you just like them because of the networking, eh? Yeah. Um, networking and so I, w- I came to the first one and was blown away by the caliber of speakers. So these are, you know, recognized authors in the nutrition mm-hmm. field, um, specifically dealing with um, ketogenic diet, paleo diet. Um, and the uh, kind of anti-sugar um, arena, yeah. and I was, books that books and papers that I've read. Um, Dr. Robert Lustig is a is a good one. He really had that awesome video that we put on our website years ago, "The Bitter Truth: Sugar, the Bitter Truth," and he mm-hmm. was there speaking. I thought that was so impressive um, that you know I was excited about it. Stayed the entire evening, spoke to him all, and then at the end of it, Greg Glassman is. You know the generous guy that he is. Said, oh, "Hey, yeah. you're you got an open invite. Come to all of them." And I thought, "Nah, not really." And sure enough, every time I've gotten an invite, <laughs> and I'm afraid, I'm afraid to not come because if I don't come, yeah. I'll be you dropped. Might, I'll be dropped, dropped off, off the, the list. Dropped off the list. And I mean, well, it's an all. Yeah. It's a great list to be on. Hell yeah. Um, so you're the owner of CrossFit Diablo. Yep. In just outside San yeah, Francisco. Can I correct? Can I correct you? Sorry. Diablo CrossFit. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. My shirt. bad. I'm wearing a shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes. Thank Diablo you. CrossFit. Thank you, by the way, for wearing that today. My bad. Yeah, yeah. That's Great right. Great shirt. Fits nice. Yeah. Um, just outside San Francisco in Walnut Creek. Yep. Um, Pleasant Hill is a city. We started in Walnut Creek, and we're now in Pleasant Hill, which adjoins. Oh, okay. It's okay, that cool. area, yeah. And you just came back from the 10-year affiliate gathering? Yes. That's had a awesome. great time. Yep. How, how long has it been? 10 years exactly? How long? No, for us, uh, we were, well, we got started in, at the end of 2005 when we were officially affiliated in 2006. So for us, it's uh, we're at almost, uh, almost 15 years now. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Wow. In That's the same a, location? Um, well, we've, uh, we're in our second location, okay. essentially. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. You've sent multiple teams to the CrossFit Games. Yeah, we have. We've been blessed enough to have a community <laughs> that provides athletes to yeah. do that. Athletes, individual athletes yeah. as well. Yeah. Masters athletes? Oh, uh, yeah. A lot, uh, quite a few Masters athletes. Mas- yourself? My, yeah, myself. I've been, uh, I've been to the Games twice and won once in, uh, in 2013 oh, and kind of hung Hung up, hung up my hat after that. That's amazing. Yeah. And on a high note. Yeah, and on a high note. Yeah, exactly. It gets well. The pool was getting bigger, right? Yeah. And right. It gets harder and harder to maintain, and it's it's all encompassing now. Yeah. You know, the, the athletes, including the masters athletes, everything's got to be on, and you're on all the time. Yeah. And uh, with your training, with your nutrition, with recovery, all of that stuff. But we've uh, yeah, we've sent uh, more than I did a count the other day. We've sent more than sixty. 60 athletes to the games. Holy oh, crap. Yeah. Wow. 
in 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 teams or masters is, or individuals. That's amazing. Yeah. And what's what's interesting about this, and it's sort sort of what I want to talk about, is like your success as an affiliate. Like it, it's not you know it's not by chance that you you are able to keep your doors open for almost fifteen years, right? And yeah. and you know I, I heard I heard you say in uh, in an interview, who was it? Was it um, Armin Hammer? Yeah. He did a little ar- a little interview with Armin yeah. Hammer. He put it on his YouTube page. Yeah. And he was asking you about uh, about your games, athletes versus you know your everyday um, your everyday member, and you you had a good response. You you said you know the games athletes don't support the gym. Yes. Or they don't keep the doors open. That's right. But what they do is they inspire the members. Yeah. And they are uh, we. And w- what's cool for us when we've kind of in our mission and value statements is we, you know, one of the things I, I say stated in that is that we try to make people fans of the sport, right? Mm-hmm. It's another reason to for them to stay with CrossFit and Diablo CrossFit. Like if they're fans, mm-hmm. right? It's just one more one more reason why they might want to stay with us. Yeah. Um, um, but we we celebrate the successes of our of our athletes and it's awesome it's cool to see they inspire us they they give us new techniques to try they give us uh you know new ways to train new ways to think about crossfit and and getting fit yet we but we thrive on the on our on the successes of our everyday members yeah and what they do in the gym what they do in the open for example the open is yeah it's exciting to watch alessandra pacelli go and or or some of our athletes go when they when when we do the friday night lights but man i'll tell you what when that when when you see someone get their first pull up or their you know the you know uh, first RX open workout. That one was a, we had quite a few of those. This for twenty point one. It's really freaking cool. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely uh, it. That's definitely inspiring. Yeah, and it's it's and it's fun. And it, you know, it, I mean, you know, you get it's the trickle down effect, right? One person gets inspired by Andrew uh, and uh, sorry, uh, Pacelli. Yeah, and uh, and then someone gets inspired by that person. That's someone right. gets inspired by that person like hey i could you know oh i could clean and jerk 95 yeah. pounds i'm gonna hit this rx and then all of a sudden it, you it, know it, it, it is contagious all the way down yeah and you know you, so when we get the tip of the spear going you get inspired by that and the the epitome of human performance going and then hey you know what yeah i might be able to do it this year what was really cool we opened up our friday night lights and we had our it coincided with our teen class um mm-hmm. uh, which we do three days a week in our and we had all of our teens come in uh, for Friday Night Lights during their class, and they were the first heat of 20.1. So all the everybody was already there because they were planning on going, yeah. um, and they were gathered around cheering and celebrating that. And that was a, a number of our members came up and said that was super cool and super inspiring. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think one of the things that people would be interested to to hear about is you know how does how does a 15 year affiliate kind of start out? You know, like I, the first thing I notice is when I walk into your gym, it's this huge space. How many square yeah. feet is it? Um, but we're, we have 12,000 square 12, feet, 12,000 square feet, pretty big gym, yeah. you know, for CrossFit standards, even, yeah. um, you, you've got such a diverse community, we do. um, you know, people interested in different things, different levels. You've got games athletes, you've got, uh, uh, you know, you've got elderly in there and masters yeah, athletes, do. you've got, you know, people doing weightlifting in the corner and yeah. you've got open gymers over doing the workouts while you got classes going like it, you know, it's kind of crazy. It's like organized chaos in a little bit when you walk in and then, and then you kind of settle in and you look around and you're like, wow, this is just, you know, it's welcoming for anyone who wants to get their fitness on. But was it always like that? Like, how'd you start out? Um, I think it, it, it kind of was. And I, and I say that because the, 
um, myself and my and the original partners um, were family oriented individuals that um, had really not no egos and for us when we started Diablo CrossFit it was um, it wasn't to start a business it was to try and share the CrossFit methodology with other people that wanted to do it with us mm-hmm. and we were so excited about mm-hmm. it and we didn't have any place to do it yeah um, except you know we were doing yeah. it in Globo gyms That's or in right. the park um, we thought man if we could just have a get together and open a place up then we'll have a place to do it and we literally did um, and we started actually when we first opened our first location was a 750 square feet, a kind of a shed, and we called it the shed. Okay. And we put up a karma jar for membership fees. Love it. And and so we would all we asked was, hey, just make some sort of contribution to help us pay the rent and the and the utility bills, and it'll work. And then it and then it just kind of took off from there. That's crazy. Yeah. And like you held like re- you held regular classes or was yeah, it just so we, sort of yeah, open so we house? First like we, we, uh, yeah, we said we'll do uh, you know, like a 5 p.m. class and a 6 a.m. class. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, as those filled up, you know, and Greg Glassman said this, the best time to add a new class is when people complain a lot. Right. And, yeah. so, and we started flowing out from the garage space out into the parking lot to yeah. do classes. And that's when we realized we had to want add more classes. We had to get membership software to kind of keep track of it all. Right. Um, my partner at the time, Jeremy Jones, quit his job and volunteered to quit his job so that he could help run it and do most of the classes. Is Jeremy still involved? Um, no, we. Uh, um, uh, I bought him out of the partnership uh, two years ago. Okay, so now it's he, only you right now? Yeah, it's only me, my, myself and my wife. Cool, yeah. very cool. Um, and at the time, what, what were you doing for work? Um, so I, I came out of the investment industry, so I worked in uh, the investment banking industry. Okay. Um, and I, that was that was my career up until 2014 when Diablo was big enough to kind of to be able to cover our bills. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I had to give up quite a bit uh, in terms of uh, luxuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in life, but um, but um, enjoy my job today much, much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, awesome. And you have a family. You have yes, a yeah, my wife and daughter. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, they're yeah, sixteen now. So obviously supporting a you know supporting yeah, well, a kid, you gotta you know absolutely all of that stuff. And what's cool is uh, my wife uh, um, is passionate about CrossFit as well too. And so you know she came into she does the books and kind of runs the store and all of that side of the business and the facilities, and that makes it. Um, that makes it nice and it makes it a little bit easier. Is it, is that her full-time job now? Yeah, that's her full-time job as well. Wow. And what did she do before? Um, she was, my wife was, uh, prior to that was a hairdresser. Oh, cool. And spent a lot of years doing that. And then, uh, and then stayed at home to help raise our daughter after oh, that. That's and awesome. Went back to work as we, uh, grew Diablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's the family business. Yeah, now it's the family is business. Your, is your daughter, does she have aspirations of becoming, uh, you know, a coach and all this stuff? No, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She doesn't That's, want, she wants to stay no, far from what the no. parents are doing. It's funny when she was uh, about uh, eight, nine, or whatever, I think she's like nine or ten. And we were, I remember very distinctly in the parking lot walking and she was going to, she was going to do a class at one of our teen classes, one of our kids' classes. And she said to me, Papa, is it okay if I don't do CrossFit? And it was a really kind of that's a telling so moment. That's so funny. Yeah. And I, looked and I had to tell her, I go, yeah, absolutely. Go, that's, 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 that's your mother and I's thing. Like, <laughs> you can have your thing. <laughs> that's our thing. Um, but um, you need to have something in your life, you, yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah. you know, whether it's some sort of exercise or moving in your life, which she does. So that's, uh, that's cool. And she's not, she's not super passionate about CrossFit. Yeah. But so, again, you're coming from a world where we're 24-7 CrossFit. Yeah. So I totally get it. And 100%. she's 16, Yeah, she's so 16 now. All of her life. Yeah, hey, that's, well, that's right. 
Like yeah. her whole life, she's grown up in the gym. She's grown so up in the gym. That's interesting. We have we have people like that now. Like yeah, your business partners, like the kids are growing up in the gym. That's right. It'd be interesting to see. Like she did. She knows it. She goes there, and then she's uh, you know again. It's a and I get it. What the other thing that's that's difficult. My wife and I both. Uh, we made it a passion, so we both competed. Um, she, my wife's competed at the game. She's been to the games four times as a master's athlete. And she, my daughter placed, uh, was placing kind of uh, expectations on herself right. that, w- that I don't think we did, but it was, uh, I remember talking to her about PE class because the PE, uh, her PE teacher in high school um, in her freshman year sent me an email saying, hey, you know, she's not, you know, she's not working hard, but she's doing her 400 meter run. She's not, you know, she needs to step it up a little bit. Hmm. And uh, I remember having a conversation with her. So, Lana, you know, you got to get effort, you got to put in this. And then she, you know, literally was, you know, started crying. She goes, I'm never going to be as good as you guys are Aww. at this stuff. And her, that like broke my heart because yeah. I yeah. thought, oh my, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, the, and the kids do this, you know, where we, yeah. we end up being their role models without really knowing it. Totally. She was placing those expectations on herself to try to measure up this and was, and was thinking, I'm never going to be as good as they are at it. And I told her again, look, I know that's our thing. Like we're, you know, especially on the CrossFit side, we're crazy CrossFitters. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. not expect you to <laughs> just start following your footsteps yeah, necessarily. Your footsteps. Yeah, exactly. Find your thing, and she does have her own things, which is cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So you know, along the way, obviously, there's some challenges to like to keeping an affiliate open. To yeah. you know, train to when it comes from like training the coaches all the way to just keeping the place clean. Like, what are some of the significant challenges you, you you've faced? Like, if there if are there a couple that kind of stick out to you? Yeah, there's there's you know, I when we were at the affiliate gathering, Armin had said that to me. He goes, man, the one thing I, I kind of gathered from all these owners, is, the tenure owners, is that they're stubborn. <laughs> and I think uh, for us, uh, we've been we've been exceptionally stubborn. We have a lot of things that we've been we've been through. If someone said, you know, I've had coaches who left me and and tried to recoup members, we've had that. Mm-hmm. I had a coach that, that left in the very early days, um, 2000, I think it was uh, 2000, at the end of 2008, and went to a, the new gym on the block, the U- big UFC gym oh, near wow. us, and scared the crap out of us. We thought this is going to be the end of us because they have um, everything there yeah. and, uh, and attracted a similar type clientele. Yeah. And he recruited three of our five coaches to go work mm-hmm. for him, and they left and went to work for UFC mm-hmm. gym. All of them came back, which was cool. Oh wow! Within a very short period of time, um, they started a similar type CrossFit program there. So you know, um, the, the you know we created an environment where our members can thrive and our coaches can thrive, and mm-hmm. and uh, and they came back for that environment. But uh, I faced those challenges with employee with with employees. Um, we've opened other affiliates. I chased uh, um, I chased that. Um, and cur- currently, currently you don't. That shiny object. Do you no. own, do you own an other ones? No, we've, uh, no, we've sold uh, all the other locations that we had, or uh, when in our uh, the biggest one that we had, which was near us, uh, the lease expired and we didn't renew the lease. It was an exorbitant rate in a retail shopping center that just didn't financially make sense. We oh, interesting. Yeah, we didn't renew that lease, and I couldn't find a a reasonable property nearby so we did, most of those customers fortunately became customers of our pleasant hill location so yeah. that was good so when when you when you decide to go open up another location like what's the main motivation behind that it was uh for us at the time it was opportunity for our coaches and uh, yeah. a market that was underserved by crossfit right and and then to close it down what was the motivation behind um, that? financial 
right uh, literally financial it yeah. was, that one was 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 bleeding us um, in our other locations you okay and uh, we felt that it was ab- it was absolutely necessary that we that we shut that down or it would have it could have it could have been the end. Could have carried over. Could have yeah, been, been the end. Yes, we've been through that before too. I also chased a um, grid in the MPGL, right, in a big way. Yeah, um, and uh, and that likewise uh, was almost the end mm-hmm. um, because of the financial investment that was required and the number of investors that we had on top of it. Some of them are members that that invested, and it was an awesome and fun experience. And I learned a hell of a lot, um, but it was financially debilitating. But over fifteen years, and as a business owner. You, you, there's shiny objects you want to chase. Yeah, right? you get, you, know, you get. I think you, the daily routine maybe gets boring, or you for, you know, you forget why you're there, and you mm-hmm. chase these objects, and they detract from your core competency. Yeah, um, which is you know making people fit beyond expectation. Yeah, for us. Yeah, definitely. Has the whole CrossFit health movement been sort of, I don't know, in a sense, like has it brought you back to that to to center from? For the same reasons that you started the CrossFit gym, are you now yeah. kind of realizing like it's everything's kind of come full circle in a sense yeah. for you, or is this something totally different, like a new sort of a new endeavor and approach that you're you're taking to your gym to sort of get it to 20 years now, and, and you're seeing that sort of factor in, or yeah, that's a um, that's a good way to ask that question because it, it's um, it, I feel like it's a little bit leading in the right direction for me yeah. um, because y- y- the answer is yes. Um, I do feel like it's uh, re-energizing our original um, our original call to action, right. which was to make people healthy and fit, um, and uh, in a more in a powerful way. But I see it as not um, it's not going to. And I was talking to uh, some the, the the guys that own CrossFit Livermore. It's not going to put. Um, members in our classes tomorrow or next month. It's not going to add. I'm not going to add 30 more members because of CrossFit's initiatives to improve health and debunk uh, the, the conventional research that's been out there right. telling us that it's okay to eat lots of sugar and, and to avoid fats. Yeah. But that chronic disease, curing chronic disease is something that's real because I feel like it's a freight train coming down the tracks and yeah. we can see it from far off and it's moving really slowly. Yeah. But in five years from now, I'm seeing it impacting our business. I see there is going to be a shift. I noticed, I don't know if you noticed in your gym, mm-hmm. um, we're getting an old, uh, the, just by and large, the demographics are getting older. Mm-hmm. And some of, some would say, well, that's because your members are getting older. And not necessarily, I think, the general population. It's the baby boomers that are getting older. The largest percentage of our population is getting older. Yeah. And so those folks are coming in and starting to come in. Um, and, they're, and, and they're starting to understand the importance of strength training yeah and crossfit gyms are the best place to get that they're also starting to realize i think it's one of the biggest impacts that crossfit's had overall on fitness is the the value of high intensity interval training right and constantly varied training definitely um and they know and and, and if you if, you know if you do a little bit of research into yeah. that you're gonna crossfit's gonna pop up it's gonna pop feet. up that's right and so we're i think we're starting to get a lot of that i've gotten a few members in the last six months um, Bao Tran is one member that I specifically know that uh, came in because um, he looked up, you know, what do I do about my diabetes for exercise? And CrossFit popped up. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And so he's got it. Just Googled it. Yeah, yeah, he Googled That's it and so ended up, and he's, a, and he's a great guy. He's on three days a week. He's, he's, and he's very religious. His uh, sugar water results are very detailed. That's um, <laughs> but uh, it, That's amazing. I, I think Bao is is a classic example of what we're going to see in the next five to ten years. Right. So CrossFit Health, this initiative has got me really focused more than I think I ever have been 
on the longer term mm-hmm. for Diablo CrossFit. Like yep. I, 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 I see a lot more business coming our way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of affiliates, you know, they need to look, you got to pay the bills. So right. it's important to focus on the short term, making sure new members are coming in, whatever promotions and marketing you do. But I, I don't think they need to worry as much as they, as they often think they, they need to. Yes, as they think they need to, because I think five years, ten oh. years, especially with the initiatives that CrossFit's taking to to, oh. to focus on curing chronic disease, yeah. will be a big boon for us, a really big boon. Yeah, it's definitely. I think the long term game is what people kind of have to have to take into perspective for sure. Yeah, a lot of the changes. I mean, and it's hard to. I think it's hard for a lot of affiliate owners. You know, you hear about some affiliate owners that are like, you know. They're, they're angry with the direction CrossFit took with the advertising and yeah. the media and all this stuff. And, um, I mean, I understand their frustration because, you know, it's, it, if you don't understand, if you don't understand the long game right away, then you just see someone taking something away from you, yeah, you know, that's right. And, and I think as soon as you start to, to understand, okay, what demographic is actually going to keep the gym open long term, then you start to understand the benefits of like what kind of direction they're actually heading now, yeah. and and you know coming back to coming back full circle to that sort of just driving driving people into your gym who want to become healthier, yeah, right? and, that's right. And you know these these are the people that are going to be long term clients. Mm, is because want to move better, right? Want to move better, yeah. want to be healthier. Mm-hmm. They're bought into the long term game as as a client, right? Because they believe that CrossFit now is essential to their life. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that, uh, yeah, I totally agree. The, the, one of the things that I'm seeing pop up that is directly related to what we do that I see a lot in the media and all of the things that I follow um, is the um, validation of strength training. Yeah. And uh, the, the importance, especially for, for the aging population, mm-hmm. and especially even more importantly for women. Um, in terms of increasing bone density and then protecting against falls. And we have a, I have a number of members who will tell you that that's why they are there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I, I really don't know of any l- large um, organizations, fitness organizations that are um, training people on the barbell and training people for strength like CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, you can include the gold gyms and the, you know, the old powerhouse gyms, like they aren't doing it. Those places are, you know, global gym where you go in and you're, 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 you're there by yourself unless you hire a private trainer, personal trainer. And if they're doing CrossFit with you. Right. And there are some (laughs) gyms, the the, the Olympic lifting gyms or barbell gyms, but those are, those are boutique and they're small and they're not chains. Right. Nothing is as large as, uh, as an organization and as well versed and as well trained as CrossFit is in Mm -hmm. training people for strength. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In addition, obviously, through, you know, through CrossFit, but also yeah. separately through just t- teaching movement and uh, strength training than us. And I, I feel like that, that, dir- that kind of uh, direction within the media yeah. um, and within the public is going to drive that alone. Just that, just the, the need for strength training, yeah. the importance of strength training is going to drive a lot of people, Absolutely. a lot of business. And I, and I think it needs to be an important part of people's websites. Right. Um, the, the, that we train people and, and to not shy away from the barbell, not shy away from strength training because it is so crucial and it is a distinguishing characteristic. You can't get strength training at a boot camp. You can't get strength training at Orange Theory. Big time. No. And, right. yeah. and we were talking about that this morning with Julie and Danny, the, the fact that the level one breaks down the strength training and the gymnastics yes. in such an accessible way that any 
almost any age or education level can appreciate it and understand yeah. it. So you're taking these complex weightlifting movements and, and, and truly making it accessible to a grandmother or something like someone uh, like that. Absolutely. Yeah. The, and then CrossFit's now focused on the, the slips, um, um, the, the static gymnastic movements that I think are super essential as well. Yeah. Exactly. And, and easy to do, but need, you know, instruction to, to get there. Yeah. yeah. And, and no one does it better than we do. Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Something's Is it going on recording? Or? Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Talk, talk, talk. Talking to that one. Hello. That's the one you want to talk into. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Um, What's interesting about the this that's again it's like the programming the slips yes. type of stuff is yes. that people are so focused on the short term yes. that they don't <laughs> it's just like I, I they don't open up to what has CrossFit published in the past as like the base of the pyramid in terms of athletic development it's yes. like gym, basic gymnastics yeah right and a lot of people like you come to the gym what's the hardest thing for you to learn it's the gymnastics movements absolutely mm -hmm. right because it's like you can't no matter how much technique you're gonna you're gonna be able to give someone for these gymnastics movements a lot of them is just like you need a base level of strength and and right you got to develop that body awareness slowly over practice time. like there's yeah. no there's no pvc for gymnastics movements no you got to start from the base and, and work is, your way up. You know, I had a good conversation with Justin Berg about it at the 10 year anniversary. And Justin said, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's grindy. It's boring. Mm -hmm. and it is. I've done those, those, those gymnastics, but it's much better when there's a group of people to do it with. Right. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a class environment with a coach that's helping you walking through it or setting it up as e-moms or, you yeah. know, it, 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 those types of things. It makes it much better. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's amazing. It. When you were at the, uh, the tenure affiliate, like chatting with all the other, the owners, did everyone have, you know, sort of the same perspective, the same as you, the same sort of, you know, idea of what drives uh, an affiliate to success beyond 10 years? What was the yeah? Consensus? I got I got a sense. The, the, what I got a sense of was um, a great deal of um, um, grace towards CrossFit. They were mm -hmm. very grateful for you know having, having helping them have a business for that many years, mm -hmm. and um, and I got a sense that most of them were very excited about the next five to ten years. Right, and I. I I don't think I don't think I talked to anybody that was like I'm out or I'm done. Right. Um, I think everyone was was kind of excited by the perspective that um, they would have a new clientele to be working with in mm -hmm. in the uh, deconditioned and the um, and the elderly. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I think those are going to be an important source of revenue for our gym, just from the business perspective. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And especially the time of day that they can come to class. Yeah. Um, and I, I got a sense that everybody was, you know, everyone that I talked to was on the kind of the same, had the same sense that I did. And yeah. they weren't, um, I think everyone agreed, and even CrossFit agrees, that they're terrible at communication yeah. to their affiliate community. Right. Um, I forgive them for that, um, but I also get the opportunity to come to things like this where I can, you know, kind of bend people's ears. Right. Um, and I get that, um, and they do, they could do a better job of communicating. Even the stuff that we get here today, just, you know, putting out sound bites of that stuff is super powerful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the, and, and I think they'll come around. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, for example, a lot of the sound bites that are, that are going on today, putting those out 
it does it does happen you know and but i think a lot of people if you go to the the main site a lot of the lectures are on the main site yeah. right but it's it's just a question of whether or not people are actually going to listen to it because they well that's the amazing irony is people are so seem to be so upset about the direction of the web of the main site yet they're not going to it on a regular basis, right? To see, yeah, yeah. exactly. To I'm getting the CrossFit email of the day, and it, for, yeah. uh, admittedly, when it first started coming, I rarely opened it. It's like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And now I open it up all the time, yeah. and, it, and I use that content. I, I do a weekly email to our community, and in and, mm-hmm. and it is a section where I you know, talk about what I'm reading recently, and usually every week there's something from that CrossFit um, email of the yeah. day, which is content that's coming directly from the website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that content helps elevate the... I think the intellectual status of CrossFit, to be honest with you, and that's something that's super helpful for us as well. We're mm-hmm. not just a bunch of grunts. No, definitely. You know, trying to improve our friend times. Well, if you look at like, if you look at the NSCA, yeah, you know, who was sort of at the top of the mountain before CrossFit came that's along, right? Right. What were they doing? They were publishing scientific papers, and you know, they still Repeatedly, do to today. Yep. Like, how did they become? How did they legitimize themselves? They did it through published research. That's right. And and you know, trying to go that route because that's how you get the world to listen. Yeah. Right? Over a long period of time and people look back after, you know, then they say, Wow, man, these guys these guys publish a lot. They must know what they're doing. That's exactly it, yeah, exactly. Um, when you're talking to these other ten year affiliate owners, you know, do they do a lot of them have second jobs is this is this all like full-time for yeah, them did you get a I, sense I th- for that I, I i got a sense like for me it was like half and half for the people i talked because i think i think young affiliate owners want yeah to want a sense of security yeah you they know, do. a lot of them they they're like ah, can i do i need can i quit my job do i need to go out and and find a second job if i don't already have one is right. this gonna is this gonna support my family like long term yeah. you know they want to know that there's some security in that, but I mean, at the yeah, for me the, it was it was about half and half of the people that were there. Right. So half were half were part time, yeah, and uh, they started that way, and then they, and it, and and uh, and then half were full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- if I was giving advice to a new affiliate owner, I'd say don't quit your job. Yeah, but I would give this to anybody that's starting a new business. So it's a, it's ironic because if people you want keep the a, security. Yeah, if you can keep a full time job, right? Yeah, keep your full time job and yeah. then and then and then start this. Yeah. Um, but there comes a point in time, like with me, and when you gotta, you know, you gotta you gotta make that leap. Mm-hmm. And for for me, it worked out. But I'm kind of one of those guys that you know, if you burn the you burn the boats, man. I got nowhere else. To, I got nothing else to do but fight. You yeah. know, <laughs> I got nowhere to go but forward. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, but I, I, I think for most affiliate owners, what happens is, is they start part time. Some of these affiliate owners, they start part time and they yeah. get comfortable part time. Right. And they don't want to give up the security of the health benefits right. of the pension benefits. It's like, it's kind of like they open the gym, they went yeah. through that st- stressful scenario, and yeah. they're not ready to take that second step yeah. and go through another stressful time yeah. that's right. while they're while they're trying to make it their full-time gig that's right it's but it's you know it's an it's an ironic uh thing to want security in a small business when you're just opening it up and it is an independent business right it's that's not right. a it's 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 not a um it's it's not a what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, we're, we're affiliates. We're not. Um, oh, we franchise. We're not franchises, yeah, yeah. right? So, y- you know, no one's gonna run it for you. No one's gonna tell you what to do. You need to go out and you t- you need to dig and and try and find out some business strategies for your local area, and you need to thrive. Like you got look. It. Uh, I think it goes with any successful business um, that you get started with, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's it's not going to be easy, mm-hmm. and you know making that leap over. And I think what happens is is it starts out easy as a part time. Yeah. 
but going to that full-time thing is is painful but it's not just crossfit it's any type of mm -hmm. business you know, mm -hmm. I, was, I was particularly moved on a book i've read and i would recommend anybody that's going to open an affiliate read uh, howard schultz's book uh, pour your heart into it you know the story of starbucks you mm. know where he's sitting on a park bench and New York City with his, you know, with his father-in-law who's t trying to talk him out of, you know, doing Starbucks because his, mm. his daughter was pregnant by Howard. Yeah. Says, hey, this is, no, this is not a good idea. And he was, well, he was one year into the project that wasn't making money. He was struggling. And, and he said, if I had taken that advice, yeah. right, none of it would have happened. And mm. it's, you know, and, yeah. and there are moments when you're sitting on a park bench with your father-in-law and you're contemplating why the hell did I do this? And at Diablo, we, I've sat on that park bench a number of times. Yeah. Right. A number of times going, oh, why did we do this? You know? I guess that comes back to like purpose and how much you believe in the purpose yes. of what you're doing. Yeah. And it and it, there's times when you got to get gritty. It's going to be hard. There's going to be coaches that are going to leave. There's going to be members that are going to leave. It's even particularly hard with a CrossFit affiliate, I think, because it's a community. So you develop relationships. That's exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've told a number of people this. It's like it's like running a church, right? Mm -hmm. And you're the pastor. Mm. And uh, you know if you don't, if you're not around enough, man, that congregation will go to hell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got absolutely. You got to be around a lot. You got to you got to manage that. You got to make sure the community goes well. And you got to make sure the business goes well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'd say that that's good advice for the for the affiliate owner who thinks that one day they're going to be able to just not be there and it's yeah. going to run itself. I don't think that's ever nope. going to be the case. I don't nope. think it. You know, in, in my in my eyes, it, you know, it, it shouldn't be the case. No, <laughs> we, interestingly enough, we when we opened had multiple locations. That's what happened, right? right? Right. It took me away from that Pleasant Hill location as soon as I we closed the. I sold San Jose. And then uh, our Alamo location, the lease ran out. That was last year, the beginning of last year. Mm -hmm. um, our, and we came back and we were at Pleasant Hill full time. And mm -hmm. I said, this is, I'm just going to work on this. And we may do some online stuff for other things. That, 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 it, it is literally just, you know, taken off. It's just off. taken yeah, off, yeah. And, and yeah. You know, my wife and I look at you like, well, you, you know why. Yeah. It's because we're there. You're there. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you find that? That was the case for most ten-year affiliate owners. They only had one, or there was a few sprinkled yeah, in there that there, had multiple. Yeah, they had mo um, there was a few that had multiple. Yeah, and um, and and but most most of them, the ones that I've talked that have multiple, they're trying to figure a way to get back to, to get one. rid oh, of that's them. So interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, Victus uh, is down. Too. Yeah, everyone, it's like you said, everyone's you know yeah. everyone's attracted to the shiny object. That it, we, it was in 2014. Things were growing so rapidly. It was, right. You know, so easy to think. If it I was, open another one, it'll be just like this. One. Well, because I mean, we talked about this the other day. Is like uh, I talked about this with PT. It's you know what you're almost paying for with the affiliate fee because a lot of people have questions about why are we paying an affiliate fee yeah. when we don't have media right, right right it's like you put crossfit on your door and people will walk into your yes, gym right off the street yeah. without ever having experienced your gym but then it's up to you to have the good coaching and the good business model to keep them in, in yeah. there you know in the long term and so i mean for the affiliate fee is like four thousand bucks Canadian. Like that's nothing. That's right. Year, you know, yeah, like yeah. they're gonna get coming to your gym, and then at that point, it's up to you. And then well, it gives you instant. It does give you instant credibility, mm -hmm. despite what people think that they're going to the website and going, "Oh, it's a bunch of old yeah. person brand." Believe me, there's a CrossFit has a legacy, and the CrossFit game still has merit. So mm -hmm. you're still going to get those people that want the, the CrossFit style fitness. Absolutely, it's yeah. For years, yeah. they're the it's the brand perception of uh, serving uh, mm -hmm. health, uh, the the health of the nation and yeah. the elderly communities. That's going to take years to change. Yeah, it's almost like if you're under ten years. 
if you're on if you're less than a 10-year affiliate you're just experiencing the effect of the brand that's right on your front door that's right and so you're tempted to open up that second location because you know that as soon as you do it people will walk in but then it's beyond 10 years where you start to realize that oh crap if i want to keep these people for another 10 years i need to be everywhere at once (laughs) like this kind of sucks exactly right you know develop those relationships to make sure you know classes are being run on time the gym looks the way you want it to look Mm -hmm. that you're uh Coaches are being developed Coach properly. Coaches are being developed. They're feeling nurtured, feeling you know loved and mm-hmm. appreciated. And yeah, it really is. Uh, it's an interesting type of business. But it's but look, I I still you know even when I I went to the gym last night because I had forgotten my charger for my computer and I thought crap I gotta go to, I'm going to the DDC tomorrow and I've got to go back to the gym and I took my daughter and my daughter to the gym and we got into the gym and I opened it up and I just I, I felt every time I walk through those doors I feel amazing like I felt <laughs> good and we, we hung out there we were throwing yeah. the, we were throwing the ball back and forth with the dog it was a lot of fun remember we left the gym the other day and I was like man I love this place <laughs> yeah. you know it's just like <laughs> there is it, it that I can tell you if it, you, know, you you can't get that in a lot of places. You no. can't get that in a lot of jobs. So no, no. That is the especially rewarding. And I, when I go there, when I walk in in the mornings, it takes me, and I know you guys too will testify to this, it mm. takes me 30 minutes to get from the front door to go, you know, <laughs> yeah. 50, 50, 50 feet to yeah. my office. Yeah, exactly. And the conversations, the talk, the stories, the, you know. Exactly. The, especially now to actually double that for the open season. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, yeah. all of the open it's workout like, oh, can you stories. judge me real quick? Oh, yeah. Can, like, can yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> and it's just, that is yeah. so freaking cool. I know it is. Yeah. I, I noticed that yesterday because we were there yesterday, Saturday morning. You guys yeah. had just done your Friday night lights. Yes. You said you were at the gym till after 9 p.m. Yeah. You were tired and you came in, you said, I'm going to do 20 point one now myself and i think you helped like two dozen other people (laughs) before you finally were doing your open workout afternoon you had said it to us right before we did it yeah so we did it we had time to do an entire more like hour-long workout and then I judged you. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, know, you know like, what's funny is that so I was driving in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it with feet. Like, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they're coming in, it'll be perfect. And then I'll, then I'll help coach that RX Plus class. And yeah. Then, uh, all that went to hell. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's being a gym owner. That's but, it, exactly, but again, yeah. it was, it was just a great day at the gym. Yeah. Like, a, I'm not shoveling coal. No. no. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. No. Do you have, uh, do you have any full-time coaches at your gym? Um, I do. I have, uh, three full-time coaches okay and then the rest are part-time about fi- uh, 15 part-time coaches oh, and people wow. decry that i there was some criticism about that from yeah a couple of the in that tenure i think it was the emily de beers article yeah and i um first of all we're in a new era where people like having multiple jobs right i've that's I've, true i've realized that that people have side gigs mm-hmm. they have weekend stuff that they do you know and even firefighters and policemen you know they've got those extra hours and they're doing side things that is a it's kind of the nature of our society today in living in america especially in a high in, in a in a high net worth area like the bay area where it's expensive to find a house but uh m- I give all of my coaches the opportunity to earn a full full time income, but they choose to, you know, I guess uh, one of my coaches, a great example is he coaches, he's a Cirque du Soleil guy. So he does some consulting to Cirque du Soleil. Okay. He does uh, coaching with us. Um, he does uh, private coaching with us. And then he also coaches over at University of California, Berkeley, their gymnastics team. Right. He's got a 
Wow. He, he loves his lifestyle. That's so cool. He's busy as can be. He's got three yeah. different things going. He's a part-time coach with us, and we benefit. And he's physical all day. It seems yeah. like that's what uh, he wants to do, right? all day. And yeah. that is, seems to be pretty much what most of my coaches do, and they and, and I try to work around. Uh, it's a little bit difficult for us to work around their scheduling, but it works. Yeah. The opportunity that you give your coaches to be full time is that yeah. through personal training? Yeah, that's mostly through uh, personal training. So it's, you give them it, a, you give coaching them classes. It is not possible. No. If you guys know, it's exhausting yeah. to, and I wouldn't do that to any. And coach. you don't have enough co- uh, classes in the day no. to support uh, a full time. No, you know, but I mean, the, first of all, the the hours are sporadic. Right. You've got like the early morning classes. Yeah. If you're going to do, if you're going to make up 40 hours a week of coaching classes, you need to literally be at the gym for 15 hours a day. That's right. And half of that, you're not doing much because the classes are so spread out. So I'm, I guess I'm assuming. Yeah, so we do part. Of, so we, all of our um, new people that come into the gym, go through private coaching startups. Those get delved out to the coaches. And I always encourage them and establish a long-term relationship with that client, do a one or two PTs a, a month with that client. Mm-hmm. And then you can build up a nice stable of clients. We also pay our coaches 50% of any clinics they do. So if they create a clinic, a pull-up clinic or a, you know, a rope climbing clinic or something like that, we give them 50% plus the hourly wage to teach that clinic. Right. And then we also, uh, we pay 60, anywhere from 60 to 70% um, of the commissions on private coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, it's some gyms or, you know, I guess uh, two brand business guys wouldn't pay that much, but we're in a, you know, we're in a, again, high net worth area. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in the membership fee. Yep. And if I have to break even on the private coaching, I'm willing to do that. So that's very coaches similar can get, yeah. to us. Yeah. I mean, it, it, as if you're, if you're giving the coach an opportunity to be comfortable and to enjoy their, their job and to make a healthy living, then they're just yeah. going to stay to support, to support you and all the ways that you need them as well. Right. That's so, right. And if they have a relationship with a member, they're doing private coaching. I get a better trained member. And then another reason for that member to stay. Huge. Totally. And yeah. and if you think about what Greg says about coaching development, your trainers coaching one-on-one is probably going to be developing yeah. them oh, even yeah. more oh, as yeah. trainers for the a- classes. Absolutely right. Like you're under a microscope with, with one-on-one training. That's right. Yeah. There's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, you can't just look at the person and like, no. ah, I'll go to this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> right. This guy looks a little easier to coach. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, I think those are really good points to, to bring up because I think a lot of, a lot of gym owners sort of struggle with that. Like, how do you, how do you give opportunity to your coaches to make it a right. full-time gig? Yeah. And you almost need to promote some, uh, entrepreneurialism. Is that a word? Yeah. Within your own, so. within your own, within your own gym. Yep. Um, I allow them to talk to members. I, you know, they, and again, within, and they're and and they're decent about it, I, and I try to encourage them. Don't give away coaching advice for free. And mm-hmm. members will do that after class. Hey, can you help me with my? And yeah. I tell them help them once, and then say, listen, but let's you know what you need is a longer term plan. Set a PT with me. Right. We have uh, one of the things we do is we allow our members to do thirty minute PTs. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a little less um, uh, of a obstacle to overcome. Right. It's a little cheaper. Yeah. And, uh, they, and people can see themselves. Oh, I can do a 30 minute PT. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. usually come the, in, work on some skills. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a full, a full session. Yeah. Do yeah. they end up like talking that before or after a class? Yeah, sometimes? they do. Yeah. They'll do after class. That's and cool. the, uh, and the other thing that we do for our coaches to allow them to earn a little extra is we allow them to do programming for clients, custom programming. Mm-hmm. 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 And we actually pay them even more of a percentage on that. Um, 
so that if members want accessory work um, mm-hmm. to do on their own, but they you know need something written down for them to do it, our coaches will do that. That's and a I've great idea. A couple of coaches that have actually are making a pretty decent income doing that custom programming. Yeah. And the members come in and do it in open gym. That's huge. It is. It's pretty cool. That's huge. And then, I mean, in terms of having the business survive, like this is just multiple revenue streams, yep. you know, for you, which is just going to continue to keep the doors open and allow you to grow and put money back into the business and, you know, buy more rowers when one breaks yeah, and all this stuff, you know. I, th- I see our business, Diablo, and it uh, had a number of conversations with other affiliate owners and other gym owners about uh, where we are in the future. And I think it becomes... Our neighborhood is not just the ones that are live close to us, but they are further out mm-hmm. um, that don't come to us, but they're getting programming from us, from one of our coaches. Right. Um, much like the Verta doctor, right? Right, right, right. So we're Some prescribing remote. stuff to them, the, the workouts to them, and then maybe they come in and do a PT with us because it's not that far away. They come and do a PT with us once That's or twice a month. Yeah, yeah. That kind of uh, hybrid, uh, pro, uh, hybrid gym model. Yeah. And there's a number of gym owners that are having some success with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So you can do program. Uh, my, my coach can program my garage gym workouts for you or, you know, wherever gym you're going to. Yep. And then once a month come in and, and get an assessment. That's right. Make sure you're moving properly. Make sure you're moving properly. Mm-hmm. I think that is over the next three to five years something that we'll, we'll be doing a lot more of a business like that. that. That's a huge door to open is that accessibility. A lot of people don't have time to make the trip every day yes. to the gym. A lot of people... Um, you know, and a lot of people, it, I mean, programming is going to be cheaper than yeah. buying the actual gym that's membership. Right. So just affordability is going to be there as well. That's, that's smart. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Greg talks a lot about, you know, quality of coaching as sort of the, fa- it should be at least the foundation of any, of any gym that's hoping mm-hmm. to thrive. Is that sort of where you felt you started? and and continue to look back and look towards for you know potential room for for growth or is it more now that that's established for you are you looking more towards like the business sides of things instead of just like the quality of the product that you're that no you're that's giving? that's a that's a really good question it's relevant right now because we've had a we've introduced uh, three new coaches to our mix and and you know some of the feedback wasn't great from our community mm. and it really underlined the fact to me that that the caliber of coaching is super important. And a couple people was filtered up, said, you know, hey, I'm paying a lot. I ex- Diablo, I expect Diablo to have the best coaching out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've set that, I've set that bar for myself already with the caliber of coaches we had and the ongoing coaching, um, coach development that we do. And uh, so it just draws attention to the importance of making sure that you're delivering good product. And I think it is absolutely imperative that we have, in particular, Diablo has the best coaches and runs the best classes. Greg said that, uh, went to a conference in 2009, and he said that on stage. He goes, look, run really good classes. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and your best coaches aren't going to be the ones that have the most certifications. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, those guys might annoy people. Yeah. He goes, they've got to be be able to connect. And Pat Barber said it too, is the, the, the most valuable quality of a coach is their emotional and emotional and emotional mm-hmm. IQ. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Um, and so we're, you know, again, I, I think that yes, I want all of these other things to, to build our business that, you know, the remote coaching and the programming, those things. But at the end of the day, yeah, I've got to have really good coaches. That's, yeah, exactly. Uh, one L2, L3s, and then constantly develop them as well and stay on top of them. Mm-hmm. 
we have a survey system with uh, amongst our key people. Um, when I take a class, I fill out a survey of the coach, and it's just a, like a five-question survey. Right? Did they start on time? Did they end on time? You know, how good was the warm-up? Was it appropriate? Those kinds of things. And it's just boom. So I have that data. So when I meet with the coaches for the reviews, I kind of got it. That's great. Yeah. So who completes the survey? Um, um, so yeah, I've got uh, my my. Uh, my head coach, Jamie Lee, completes it. I complete it. My wife completes it. And then a couple of other members complete it as well. Okay. That's awesome. And it's just it's about five or six people. And so when they take a class, they just fill it out after class. It's right. a yeah. quick Google form. Yeah. yeah. And gives us data. Do, yeah. And you can just get... Uh, Super simple. Yeah. And you just accumulate that, what, over time? Yeah, yeah over time. And then I, I, and I really don't look at it. I look at it, you know, about near review time. I just kind of go through it. And it, yeah. you know, you can see the red flags pop up. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And it's super is, simple. Was it the 2009 conference where Greg drew that the diagram where it was, you know, you chase excellence instead of the money? Yes. And mm. if you chase excellence, then the money will find you. Yeah. Versus you're going to find a whole lot of, uh, you know, misses if you hey, start to chase it, the dollar. I, I, I look back at our history, Pete, and if I, and anytime I chase the money, I, that's where I had issues. Right. Whenever I focused on just, you know, not worrying about the business Being and just really, really, really good. good, running really good yeah. classes, kind of took care of itself. Yeah, I mean, the grid stuff, the other affiliate stuff, those were all. It's all chasing those, the money. Those were chasing money. Yeah, it makes total sense. And it, and it, you know, I, I forget, I give, I give myself some forgiveness. That's you know, capitalism, and it's you know, we need, you know, we need income to pay the bills. Definitely, but you know, it, it shouldn't. It, it, C.J. Martin said it to me at uh, when I went to a conference a couple of years ago. Um, and he stood up and talked about what was really important. He says, make sure you have your values written down and make sure that, you know, you review them often and state your values. And does it, is it consistent with your values? Mm -hmm. And I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure I do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Because you forget. You we get, do. You know, and when it's written down now, it's on the inside of my, my planner. If you look on the inside, it's right there. You yeah. Know? And I just, I, I don't look at it every day, but every three or four days I open them like, oh, yeah. Is what I'm doing in line with these is values. What I'm doing in line That's with huge. These values. So maybe this is if we're, we should wrap it up so that we can go see Pat Sherwood uh, yeah, deliver yeah. his uh, thing. But maybe would this be maybe the advice that you give uh, an, a young affiliate owner? Yeah, young understand your values. Be, yeah, yeah, understand what your values are. Yeah, and, and like and and do write them down and review them. And you know, you feel free to edit them. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and even better, tell other people what those are. So then you hold yourself accountable mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then finally be prepared for the you know, ups and downs. It's just like your fitness. It's yeah. not, it's not linear. It's not a straight line. There's ups and downs. Yeah. You'll make it through it. Just freaking put your head down and grind. Mm. Grind through the burpees. Yeah, exactly. And you'll, and you'll make it, <laughs> you'll make it to the other one. side. Life is, the uh, CrossFit Watt is an analogy for life <laughs> yeah. and business. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. So That's awesome. So yep. Well, any more questions for Craig? No, that was great. No. Yeah, was sorry. Great. I hope I didn't talk too no, much. No, man. Thanks a lot no, for, having, for coming on. And yeah. uh, I mean, cheers to the next uh, 10 years, hopefully, yeah, for you. Absolutely. I'm hopefully we, we can hit our first uh, our first decade. Yeah, you will. Soon. I've, I've heard all about your gym, so, so I'm confident you will. Awesome, man. Yeah. yeah thanks a lot. Cheers.